everyone. My name is Manaj Chiba and I'm faculty here at the Gordon Institute of Business Science. On behalf of our Entrepreneurship Development Academy, as well as JP Morgan, welcome to this part nine of our Small Business Survival Toolkit. Today, we've got a slightly different format that we'll be taking, which is getting us ready for the last part next week. Joining me today, we've got Steven Zwane, a colleague at Gibbs as well here, who's got a real pedigree, but one, the one thing that Stephen and I share together is our passion for youth development. Oh. But today, Stephen will be talking about entrepreneurship and more specifically around operations. Stephen, taking and breaking the mold as we should when we do innovation, is instead of talking about his story, has also brought a guest along who to share her story with you and us. So let me do this here. I'll let Stephen introduce his guest at the appropriate time. Please don't forget, we've still got our book up for grabs for the most interesting comment out there. Remember, not the most difficult, but the most interesting comment there. We'll announce the winner next week in our last session. So without further ado, please place your comments below this video and this live feed that we have. And if you feel that you need to contact us afterwards, please email smmehelp at gibbs.co.za. So let me kick off by saying welcome, Stephen, and thank you for spending the next 20, 25 minutes with us um, and talking to us about operations as a critical tool for mm. our small businesses, especially during these tough times. Thank you very much, Manoj. Um, it's really a pleasure to be here today to talk to you guys about um, operations. I think where I want to start off is understanding um, how um, McKinsey defines COVID-19. McKinsey says COVID-19 is first and foremost a global humanitarian challenge, which simply means at the core of COVID-19 is the activity that is happening in our health sector, trying to get everyone across the globe to be better, to be able to deal with this virus. And I think for me, talking about operations, if you really look at the health sector, it is at the core of what operations is taking place in that particular sector. Secondly, I think there was a study that was done back in, in April. The study was done by SourceGen 20 Sloan. I think they brought about some insights. First and foremost, they said 55,000 small businesses will not survive the pandemic. That was a startling number back in April. And I think we're all trying to make sense of what is this pandemic all about. And they also brought another study, statistic that said 42,000 people working for SMMEs will lose their jobs. I think when, when we looked at those numbers, I think it all looked like some research that might not be real. An additional number of this was at most 423,000 people working for these small businesses will lose their jobs. Now, furthermore, it said 92% of SMMEs business operations have been impacted, 92%. Now, I share this because it is at the core of what we are here to discuss. We are sitting here in, in July, and we know very well that these numbers have rung true. A number of people have lost their jobs. We know somebody who's either impacted by the, by the virus or even has lost their jobs in one way or the other. And that has brought us to the reality of this. Furthermore, the 92% operations that have been impacted, we know for a fact, again, 
that some businesses have not been operational and they're waiting their turn according to the levels. Now, when, when we come back and understand the fact that 92% of business operations have been impacted, it becomes very important that we understand what is operations. Um, operations is really the set of activities that produces the products and the services that we consume. You look around you, everything you've done today, you've touched, you felt, you smelt, has been produced by an operation, which means at the core of any business is operations. Where there is no operation, there is no business. Because if you don't have a product, you can't sell anything. What is worse about the environment in which you operate in is there's no product and there's no customer because the type of customer that you used to be serving was walking across, coming to buy at your stall. Now your stall is closed. Everybody's been told to stay at home. So there's no operational activity happening for a number of businesses. So COVID-19 really has resulted in a lot of doors being closed. I was com coming here today, I met an entrepreneur, Ligao. Ligao, the founder of Drip. And I asked him, I said, how has COVID-19 impacted your business? I was expecting a story that says we've not been able to trade, it has not been working. He said, we've doubled our sales at the back of COVID-19. So what that means is, while other core business operations have been heavily impacted, 92%, some of them are benefiting from this COVID-19. Other thing that you must understand is that a lot of businesses came across to operation without any contingency plan. We are talking about small businesses. We know large businesses have been able to put in business continuity plans. They've put out teams together to run an operations uh, recovery process, but not all SMEs have got this capability. And we know that stock has been heavily impacted. And, and you rely a lot on physical contact with customers. And now customers are not, cannot come to you because they are stuck at home. Now, that is the view of operations. Now, if, if you look at it, at the, at, the big, at, the, at the core, the backbone of the economy is small businesses. They are imperative in everything that we do. So their ability to, to adjust and recover is very important to the success of the economy, to the success of these businesses. They need to find a way to adjust to the new normal. In adjusting to the new normal, we must also further understand every decision that they make today, every decision that they consider making about pivoting to deal with the post-life after COVID-19 or to be able to survive today is very imp important in our world because it demonstrates resilience. And that resilience is critical for us to succeed as, as a country and as a people. That then takes me to the next part. That next part is around what, what is the framework that needs to be utilized to understand operations in different businesses. And that framework is divided into a couple of levels. There's one level that is called responding to the pandemic. Now, responding to the pandemic started back in late March, April. A lot of businesses were trying to understand what does social distancing mean? What does it mean into their businesses? How do they react? How do they respond? What protocols they need to adhere to? That's really the core elements of, of, of responding. And most of the businesses were closed. As you know, we were on hard lockdown level five at that particular period. So that level of responding was quite critical. A number of businesses did not even know what to do during that period, especially small businesses. All they knew was, we can't operate, we can't sell. The next phase of 
of this journey is around recovery. Recovery is really about, okay, now that I know the impact in my business, now that I know that I can't sell four of my products because of the protocols, I can only sell one, okay, what does it mean? I've got a number of people that work in my business. How many of them are full-time? How many of them are, are part-time? How many of them are casual workers? How do I load balance my, my, my team to be able to service the customer base that I can service at that particular time? That has been the core of what recovery is about. Part of it is also now coming up with a detailed plan. Okay, we will survive in selling one product during this period, but there will come a time when we have to sell all our full products. What does that look like? You are putting a plan in place because that's the journey that you are on as a small business, and that is the recovery phase. There's another phase that has been very important now, which is reimagining. Now, reimagining means you, you've had a, a normal that you're dealing with from responding to recovery. Will that normal continue to exist later on? Will that normal be the normal that you are used to, or there's a new normal that is emerging? What does it mean about the ability to go online and think about servicing your customers online? Maybe you had it in your plan, but you never imagined that would be possible. That is at the core of the conversation on reimagining. Be clear how your competitors will be changing, how the regulation will be changing and influencing the way you are working. And I think we, we then go in and assess the details around each and every one of the recover, respond, as well as reimagine. We take you through some details. This information will be made available to you at your request, of course. We, you get up to speed. I want to first track into reimagining, which is the slide where we're saying reimagine preparing for success in the new normal. That is about future-proofing the business by building resilience, identify and understand the risk, prepare for the next crisis. Now, I go to this one because if we had a discussion like this back in April, I would have spent more time in recovery but a lot of you fully understand now what protocols we need to adhere to, when do customers need to wear masks, sanitization and rest. Now you need to think about, okay, how do I prepare for the new normal? And that is at the core of what we want to discuss today with our guest. Allow me to welcome into the conversation an entrepreneur, a author, founder of Busy Corner, a famous Shisanyama in South Africa and in Johannesburg in Eguru Lane. Ebony Park and Ivory Park. Mazwane, thank you for joining us. Um, it's really a pleasure. We wanted to bring operations to bear because you have been hard hit by, um, by COVID-19. In starting our conversation, I'd like you to know that we value input from entrepreneurs like you. Thank you. How did COVID-19 impact your business? Okay, first, thank you for inviting me. Um, COVID-19, when it all started, you know, um, end, of, end, of, end of March, yes, um, it was a case of it's 21 days lockdown and, and everybody was sort of like, you know, we know it's a virus and we need to protect ourselves, our staff, you know, maybe for, for small businesses and people like Omazwane that have had the fire burn, fires burning for about 22 years. You know, a little bit of saying hey, maybe we needed this, you know. And, and, and 21 days came past, and then it was extended. But I, I must mention that there was some of, of emotions when, when, when sort of like wrapping up things and making sure that, you know, you leave the shop clean so that mm. you don't have issues, you'd get cold, maybe something went wrong. And there was a time when I stood and I looked at, that, at, at, at the shop, you know, a busy corner, and I, was, and I shed a tear 
to think that I am so used in setting up shops not to, to wrap them up. Oh. But nevertheless, I thought, okay, give it a month, you know, two months, and we'll be back in business. And, and, and responding to it was a case of whilst sitting at home, you're also thinking of your staff as well. And you know that you, since you'll be unable to pay them because it, it, shops are closed, um, but they are UIF that, that were promised, you know, that they will get. But you know that it may not be something that will happen in a month or two months, you know, probably to about three months. And what do you do to look after your staff emotional safety at the same time? Because those are human resources that when we open, we want to have them. Mm. Mm. And, um, and then we made plans to make sure we look after them, you know, not buying food parcels, but going to buy, a, 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 what's it, vouchers from your retail a, 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 a shops. And two months later, you know, and we're realizing that, okay, wait a minute, it's end of April, it's almost mid-April, end of April, in fact, um, going to May, it doesn't look like we're going to be opening mm. soon. And then you start thinking, that's responding, you start thinking, what if this pushes, you know, for the next three months? Mm. And as an entrepreneur and a business person that is trying so hard to be positive, you think, I can still, we can still stomach three months, you know? And then three months like went past, we're now at four months to fast forward. And we're looking, everything actually has changed. How you look at the, at, mm. at, at, at the business, how you look at operations. Um, I'm not sure because I had to also mention the recovery at the same time. And if I should continue there, but you go back and you say, okay, because three months is over now and this type of the business that I am in, it's more of a sit-in restaurant, mm. you know. Um, it's not like your fast food. It was never designed like that, you know. Um, even the systems that you were putting, you know, processes and procedures, you were putting them to accommodate the fact that you running a restaurant that runs like 10 hours or 12 hours with this number of staff. And now you sort of like have to really look at that. How then do you adapt? Mm. So part of the, of the, of the respond, uh, recover and reimagine process is the reality that jobs will be lost. Is the reality that you will not be making money as you are used to. Is the reality that you need to adhere to certain protocols that require you to invest. Were jobs lost? We, we were in a situation whereby we're basically saying we have HR division mm. and then we ask what do we do in this situation mm. because it's either you lay people off or you, you, you sort of like retrench them. And we know that when you retrench people at the same time, you've got to go back to lay palo and make sure mm. you, make, you make it correct. So those are where we were, were sort of like decisions that we're battling with. And we're saying the minute we retrench people, then we're saying it's over. And that's not all the impression that we wanted to, to do. So you had to battle with that and probably saying, let's let, rather lay them off, mm -hmm. let them get their UIF money, let them, you know, after everything is over, we'll probably go back to normal. But when as a business person now and an entrepreneur, whilst you're worrying about your stuff, you also have to remember that you too have got obligations, mm. you know, because you had a business that was running successfully and mm. this came like a bomb. And then you now have to think that what do I do in this situation? You go and you find suppliers because you sort of like feel that at least I've addressed the staff issues, you know. Now you go back to your suppliers, you go back to your sort of um, uh, the service providers, you make sure you get the stakeholders, you have meetings with them because you are in a position whereby you can pay, pay them because 
I, I mean, the, 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 the lockdown came abruptly. Mm. And more so, Tina, who are in food and beverage industry, you can imagine that you're sitting mm. with stock that you can't yeah. even sell. That mm. is going to go off in a month, in two months' mm. time. Mm. In three months, you're sitting with stock that's almost 70% of it mm. you cannot sell. Mm. And you start thinking that by the time I open, you know, will, will I be able to, 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 to go back to the suppliers mm. and say, take your stock and give me money because mm. they too are feeling the impact of COVID-19. Mm. Those are, are all, you know, areas that as a business person and an entrepreneur, mm. you sit and you think, how then do I get out of mm. this? Mm. And this, this even reminds me of, of what of the book that I, I had written, Conquering Poverty of the Mind, mm. when I was saying 80% of business is actually relationships. Mm. It's only 20% that about the product that you're selling. Mm. Because when you've built those relationships, you are able to go back. Mm. And yes, talking about Operation Gay today, I want to be excited because I am one person who loves Operation mm. because it's action that is happening. Mm. But then it, you can imagine when you've put all the, the, the action and you've put like a movie, you've put all the systems and everything that you now know that I've got a product that is complete that I can present to the world mm. and say, this is what, what mm. I am selling. And, 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 and COVID-19 came and basically demands to say, go back to all the systems that mm. you've been putting for mm. all the years mm. and see if those systems are still mm. relevant now. Mm. I will use the example. Mm. The time when we were then told that in, in my industry, which is food and beverage, mm. we were told that at least you can open um, for takeaways. We had to go back to sit and re-strategize now to mm. say this business was never about takeaways. Mm. Now, where do we start, you mm. know? Then mm. you go to companies like Abo Upa, then you start looking around uh, 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 the community that you're in, mm. if there are those that, you know, have got delivery apps, because part of what Umazwani loves and passionate mm. is also empower mm. young mm. people. Mm. Then you start saying, I still, even, even in the midst of all that, you're mm. still thinking, who is the young person that mm. maybe can come in and, mm. and I can, I can uh, uh, empower? But what I learned from, from that, is having to restart all over again and look at your, the operational part of the business. Mm. And the operational part was saying, you know, you've got, you had a 400-seater table restaurant, you mm. have a 400-seater restaurant, and now you have takeaways only. Mm. And, 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 and the system that you had implemented were not for takeaways. Therefore, you have to look at the square meters, look how many people that I need to start working on a, on a skeleton staff. Mm -hmm. And then you start advertising differently because you've, been po you've positioned the brand for more than 20 years as a premium sits in a destination mm -hmm. restaurant. Mm -hmm. So it changes the whole ball game. Wow. So I think, so thank you very much, Mazwani, for painting the picture, for taking us through your thinking process, the impact on your business which is very clear, there was a huge impact on people. You needed to be sympathetic, you need to align, you need to lay some of them off, you need to support them through that process. Secondly, you needed to make sure that your supply chain process works for you, yes. that you go back and ask for terms, I suppose, yes. realign, take stock back, be clear what you need to produce and what you can't produce, and then service in the way that the government was giving you. But more importantly, you need to think, rethink your business model. Because part of rethinking your business model now is saying, as much as I'm a destination restaurant, it doesn't mean that I can't operate. And I think all of those things, a lot of businesses are finding themselves in that particular state. This is who we are, we will never change. But at the end of the day, operations must continue mm. and change is, is very necessary. Mm. And I think for me, um, coming back, I think Mazwani, if there are any questions for you, Manoj will be able to deal those. I, I want to shift to now, 
leaving certain things with um, our, our, our colleagues and everybody who's watching so that they can understand what we are thinking about. There are a few things I'd like to remember about this conversation. Number one is the digital push is the new normal. You going out and finding alternatives, alternative ways to service your customers and being digital is critical. Throughout the series, I think we've all heard about the need for digital push. Now, in the case of Mazwane and Busy Corner, they now needed to start being able to deliver the services to clients. Order on, on via a phone call, put a delivery system, go and deliver, make sure that you keep the business running. I think that's the resilience of most entrepreneurs. You are all pivoting in one way or the other. The other one is, please stay agile, stay nimble, find alternative ways, and remember to be responsive to the client needs, to the expectations, to whatever the protocols are demanding of you, and stay informed. Because if you stay informed, you'll be able to respond on time. And I think for me, this point number two that says stay agile, responsive, and informed just appeals to your entrepreneurial spirit. It sort of takes you back to where you started. You did not have all the answers, but you're able to forge ahead. Rethink the way you are servicing your customers. The way satisfaction is defined, the way customer happiness is defined, has changed a lot. So rethink it. For example, I made mention of Likao of Drip Footwear. I think one of the things that he said to me was, I make sure that every customer image of the product, I post it on the social media so that they can be happy about them being mentioned on the website, them being mentioned on the social media. It's all about fulfillment. It's not just leaving the product and goodbye, we met you yesterday, but it's about continuing that relationship. So rethinking that fulfillment is very important. Lastly, embrace the new normal. Whatever you have learned during this period about your business and how it would change, embrace that new normal. Because when you embrace the new normal, it means you are able to innovate, you are able to pivot, you are able to redefine your operating model. You are able to look at employees differently and also look at clients differently. Because at the core of operations, it's really a three-part process. You've got inputs that you want to convert into products, and those products come out on the other side, and on the other side, there's a customer who receives that particular product. And happiness at the customer end is very important. That machine of producing the product is what we really are talking about today. Manoj, that is really what we wanted to share from an operations point of view, real-life experiences of what it means to run an operation. And thank you, Mazwani. You know, I'm looking at the comments here, and, and everyone is inspired, Mazwani. So, you know, from a comments perspective, and Stephen, I think this is, this is absolutely amazing because we often look for questions, right? And what you've done today is for many, many people who have joined us here, have inspired them. Miriam and Lebohang, Mazwane, thank you for being such a pillar uh, and you, you, of inspiration and showing us what resilience is. It makes my heart warm, Stephen and Mazwane, you know. And then Klakani puts a comment here and he says, he misses the bride liver. Klakani, <laughs> <laughs> um, my brother, you and me. <laughs> um, and we can place a phone order now, right? Yes, and, for sure. And I think, you know, for me, over the series, at least the second half of the series, we've been talking really about pivoting to a large extent. Mm -hmm. And as Mazwane and Stephen were both talking, I kept thinking about the internet penetration rate in mm -hmm. South Africa mm -hmm. and Africa. It sits at an average of, what, 39%, depending on who you look at, right? So how do you take that context into matter, or into context as well, mm -hmm. to understand what are some of those barriers there? 
So there is one or two questions, and I think um, the first one, maybe Stephen, for you more, is, is Jacques asks, you know, and maybe looking into a crystal ball, and I suppose he's asking what are your feelings moving forward after setting the context of difficult times, mm. number of small businesses that haven't survived, yeah. do you think we'll see more micro-enterprises closing or opening post-COVID, whenever post-COVID is? So I, I think the first three months is always the biggest test of any business ability to survive. And a lot of businesses that could not pass the three-month threshold have not survived. And I suppose at the back of a business is an entrepreneur who's thinking about coming back. So I think the entrepreneurs that that business had to close are thinking about it coming back, and that coming back for me will represent the new normal. So there will really come new businesses that will emerge, maybe the same type of businesses but pivoting differently. I, I see that coming through. I also see that going into the six months phase, a lot of businesses have taken serious strain. I think there are many drivers of this serious strain. One, there could have been relief that was expected that did not come through from whatever source. And the other one would be banks that are needing to readjust their funding models for small enterprises. So a lot of this help will be coming into the six months window and a lot of businesses will be encouraged to go back and start afresh. So Manos, to say, to summarize it, it's a lot of business entrepreneurs are not ending. In fact, they are seeing a lot of opportunities. They will reinvent a lot, a lot of themselves into the new nomad. But there are other people who are not entrepreneurs that will be starting new businesses. So a lot of more operations, activities will be taking up in the coming uh, six to 18 months. Thanks, Stephen. Mazwani, I'm gonna direct this at you mm -hmm. because I think what you've done very successfully from an operations perspective is, you know, understand the supply chain, speak to your stakeholders, like you said, but you started with the internal stakeholder. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask a slightly different question, Mazwani. How do you maintain such a positive mindset? Because I think we talk about resilience. Mm -hmm. We talk about adaptability. Mm -hmm. And then your book, you know, Conquering Poverty of the Mind as well. You know, if you can just leave some of our the individuals that have joined us and that will watch mm -hmm. this, how do you maintain that positivity? Because it's difficult, Maswani. I can yes. tell it's difficult. Yes, yes. Um, I would say it's more like um, an exercise. You know, when one goes for a marathon, mm -hmm. you keep exercising. I, I keep my mind, you know, with positive, sto sto with positive um, thoughts, number one. Mm -hmm. I keep my mind with imagining the future, the future that is so positive, the future that I imagine that will, it still keeps me going now is the legacy. One day living something for the generations to come, not just for Maswani's children. Mm. So I, my, I spend most of uh, 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 the time um, thinking of what other business would I get into. Mm. And it just excites my mind. Like when I say it's just exercising when you, when you go yeah. in the morning and then come back and you feel good about it. Yeah. So I keep that pos positive energy because the thoughts that I make sure, if they are negative thoughts, like now with COVID-19, if I were to use example, mm. I was saying to many people, I'm now over COVID-19. I'm mm. thinking the future. Mm. What will happen then after COVID-19 in the business itself? Brilliant. Mazwane, thank you so much. Really, mm. really appreciate you coming in. Stephen, thank, thank you, you yeah. for bringing in. You know, I, I, I say a very homegrown story. This, this is for South Africa, it's for the world. Mm -hmm. We've got people from different countries mm -hmm. on the African continent that have joined us as well today. But you know when it's so close to home? Mm -hmm. It's really close to yes. home. Tlokane, I think next week, 
or, or later this week you and I are going to make the phone call <laughs> and go to, <laughs> to Busy Corner just because we miss the food and it's so good food, right? It doesn't mean we can't eat. Um, and I just want to think, you know, just to summarize today's session, I think, you know, in three words, it's really about reimagining, rethinking, remodeling, but having resilience yeah. is critical. A positive mindset. I'm really energized after this year. So thank you, Stephen, and thank you, Mazwane, for joining us today. Just to remind everyone, thank you for joining us today. Next week will be the last part in our toolkit that we've put together for small businesses. Next week's session is slightly different. What we'll be doing next week is getting other entrepreneurs like Mazwane to come in as part of a panel. And as part of that panel, it won't be a LinkedIn Live session, but a Zoom link will be pasted. And I trust you'll enjoy the conversation from people at the coalface. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think Mazwane has really given us that to start off with. Yeah. How do we start getting on that ramping up with? For Stephen and myself and all my mm -hmm. colleagues that have spoken throughout the series, how does this all come together from real lived experiences such as Mazwane? Mm -hmm. So I thank you and please, if you have any more questions, to please email them through to smmehelp at gibbs.co.za. And with that, thank you. <laughs>